Thanks for joining us for another Transforming Your Money Mindset. This is where we have been busy working on the viewpoint you have on money and changing it for the better with Coach Michelle Coy. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Richard. Boy, here's one that a lot of us have to uh, listen intently to. Planning for the unexpected. Today, we're talking about starting an emergency fund and advice for doing so. Boy, you know, I think I said the stat to you the other day, uh, one of the other times we recorded an episode, the stat was thrown at me from someone whom I know that works with people and their money and, and that sort of thing, transformations. Really, he does a similar thing. And he said 80%, 80% of people are living check to check. So yes. that means the vast majority of us probably don't have an emergency fund either. Let's just get clear about that. First of all, what is an emergency fund and how much should we have in there, Michelle? Just to start, as Dave Ramsey recommends, yeah. is start an emergency fund for with at least $1,000. Okay. $1,000 should at least get you through if the furnace breaks. I'm right there. My furnace went out this weekend. Oh. But thank goodness the part was only $20. So <laughs> I could easily pull that money out. You know, if the car breaks down, yeah. you never know when the car may break down. You may have an emergency medical. $1,000 will at least get you that down payment where you can schedule some payment plans afterwards. But emergency fund is there for those just-in-case moments when things happen that we don't have planned. Right now is the perfect time to begin that emergency fund because one of the best ways to do that is have some money taken out of your paycheck before it comes to you. So often our employers allow us to put money in several accounts. I remember as a payroll administrator for 200 employees, several of those employees had money coming out going into a separate savings account so that that they had that emergency fund. And they don't have to be an intermediary in the transfer of that money so that they'd be tempted to do something else with it, right? Correct. That way, it's out of your control. It's automatically going into that separate account. You don't see it in your main checking account. And oftentimes, out of sight, out of mind, and For we forget sure. the money's there. Until we get that bank statement and like, oh, look at that savings account. Or you get a reminder that you have an account at another bank. That is my biggest recommendation is to set up your emergency fund at another bank, mm. another credit union, because you're less tempted. Because oftentimes it's harder to move that money when you think you have an emergency. Because we mm -hmm. can all create emergencies when there's that <laughs> sale. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a whole other conversation, isn't it? We, we, I guess we should yes. define what an emergency is, too, yes. shouldn't we? Yes, it's not going out to buy that 80-inch TV because it was on a Black Friday sale. It's true emergencies. It's when it's affecting your health. It's, it's affecting one of your basic needs, your health, your transportation, affecting your your security in your home well like Those your furnace are, yeah, <laughs> yeah like the furnace um something short and you need some food 
you know, there's always that those times where life happens and we need food to nourish our bodies. And okay, I'm short this week. I can take some of it. However, you don't want to make it a habit that you're constantly borrowing from your emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make it a true emergency. I suppose we should make reference to the notion that this this idea of uh, ascending money from your paycheck to an emergency fund account at another institution or, or wherever it is presupposes that you're using direct deposit. And when you do, it's terribly convenient to do that, I think is your point. You can yes. set up with your employer, your HR department, which accounts you want your paycheck funds to be distributed to, in which case it's easy to say, put the bulk of it in my main checking account and then send a hundred bucks over to, to this uh, uh, other account. And with the way technology has evolved, uh, I don't know if, if you see this too, I'm sure you do, that uh, apps and things, it's really easy to have access to all your accounts at a certain financial institution right there on your app. So if you're choosing another bank, uh, you you might have to download that app and then uh, you know transfer it between accounts, et cetera, et cetera. It's a little bit harder to raid that fund haphazardly. So uh, if you don't have direct deposit, there's a little bit more discipline involved in this, isn't there? There is. However, with apps, since like I'm a business owner, mm-hmm. so I actually have as a bill set up in my checking account. to go towards an emergency fund every month. I automatically do a transfer within my checking account to another financial institution to allow me to have a savings account, an emergency fund at another institution. Somewhere else. And you set that up like an automatic bill pay. So it just just does it without your having to do it manually, so to speak. Yeah. Uh Yep. And I, I already know that each month I have that $50 going out just as if it's my electric bill or my gas bill. And just remember, it doesn't have to be a large amount. If you can afford $10 a week, $20 a week, as long as you're saving something and allowing yourself to have a cushion. So when life happens Mm -hmm. and you need money that you're not automatically thinking about who do I, which loan shark do I have to go to? <laughs> do I have to ask, you know, my parents to borrow money? Am I going to have to try to get a loan for this? Do I have to put this on a credit card? It allows you just a cushion of safety to know that there's money there that you can use in case of these emergencies. So someone's listening to this, particularly if this 80% stat is accurate. I mean, even if it's 70, I mean, it's a lot. Uh, these folks living paycheck to paycheck, those of us who are are listening to this saying, yeah, you know, okay, Michelle, that's great, but <laughs> I don't have enough money now to meet all my obligations. So how will I do this? That's part of the mindset transformation, isn't it? That we have to go through. Yes. What are you willing to give up to grow up? Are you willing to sacrifice? Okay. I live paycheck to paycheck, but I still enjoy going out to a nice dinner once a week. And I'm willing to spend $75 for the family to go out to dinner. Well, are you willing to maybe have a nice dinner 
but go somewhere where it's a little bit less expensive so that you can take that little bit, that extra 10 or $20 a week. So what are you willing to give up that is currently in your budget that you could move into the savings account? And oftentimes it takes a little experimenting month after month to determine what it is that you're willing to give up. Mm -hmm. Because some people are not willing to give up that coffee. I know for me, uh, I was noticing I had a Starbucks habit. So every time I went out networking, I'd stop at Starbucks. Well, I started bringing a thermos of coffee with me. Uh And it's amazing what that $15 twice a week can add up and save because you're just those little mindset shifts that allows you to have a little bit more each week. So your impression then, even when someone's living paycheck to paycheck, your, your experience is there is most often something there that can be cut, even when we say we don't have enough money. Yes. Wow. Typically, there is at least something that is sitting in there. For example, I had someone that was living paycheck to paycheck, and they had a lot of subscriptions. Uh, So they had meal subscriptions, they had certain food subscriptions, they had pet subscriptions, and they weren't using them all. And I said, look at all your subscriptions. Are you using that Netflix? Are you using that Hulu? Are you using that Discovery Plus? Are you using that food subscription? If you are not, what can you cancel in Mm -hmm. order to start saving? So this requires uh, some discipline in terms of uh, a willingness to examine everything from soup to nuts here. And I would say that this is something that you've alluded to in our prior episodes, certainly. But if you're going to say, what can I cut? That presupposes you're going to look at your entire spending list and be truthful with yourself about where your money goes. Is that a hard thing Mm -hmm. for some people? It is really hard for some people. Some people are so resistant to finding out where their money's going. They don't truly want to know where it's going because yeah, they're comfortable where they're at. And even, as even though as they're not, spending, yes, <laughs> even, though they're not, even yeah. though they're not, it's that piece of being honest with yourself, thinking that you're going to make them cut something that they're unwilling to cut. Uh-huh. And it's more looking at how you're spending and gaining that awareness of your patterns and what you're spending it on so that you can truly understand where your money's going. So when you meet someone who is unwilling to cut, let's say, so I'm going to push this a little bit further. Let's say you're saying to them, let's see what we can cut. And they immediately shut down and say, no, no, I'm not, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to to see where all my money is going. How do you turn that around? I say, you know what? Right now, we're not the best fit because if you're unwilling to make changes, I will not be able to help you. When it gets painful enough, call me again and then let's look at it. Boy, Because if there is somebody that's unwilling to do the work, we're not going to receive results. 
it's just like that saying, you know, continue doing what you're doing to receive insanity and just continue <laughs> doing it again. Uh-huh. And if you're not willing to make those small changes to improve your situation, I'm unwilling to help you because I know you have to be in the mindset to be willing to want to change before a change will occur. Mm-hmm. Like anything significant in our lives that takes commitment, work, truthfulness, we have to be willing to face that no matter what it is. I have to be honest with you. When you describe that, it reminded me of an episode of intervention. Uh, You know, someone who's addicted, who's not ready to change. And I'm not suggesting that, uh, that everybody who who, uh, goes to rehab, you know, just, just a cakewalk. It is a situation however, in which you have to be ready to take that step. And if you're not, you probably won't be successful. Uh, and the way you phrase that was really interesting. Get back to me when, when it hurts more and you're ready to stop it. Wow. Yeah. Because usually it takes pain. It takes until you're one step away from living in your car, or it's one step away from not being able to feed your family. Sometimes that is how far people are, are willing to go mm-hmm. to be in that painful situation before they're willing to change where others are. Okay. I am sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck and I'm ready to make a change now. Yeah. Does that sound like you right now? Paycheck to paycheck doesn't have to be that way. And you can start working on an emergency fund in spite of a paycheck to paycheck situation or a a perspective you may have that says, I don't know how I would do that. Michelle is here to help you figure that out. She can do so in a non-judgmental way. I think some people might have that sense, right, Michelle, that that you're going to look down your nose and say, okay, that that's not the approach you take, is it? It is not. My approach is let's see what you can do and what are you willing to do? Because all of us have a different point in which we're willing and we're able. Knowing that, I don't make any judgments because we're all unique. And so all of us are going to make changes in different ways at different speeds. And that's okay. As long as you're willing to take that first step, then we can make that change together. So the first step would be to schedule an appointment with Michelle. All you have to do is scroll down into the show notes, click on uh, the link to Michelle's website. Her calendar is there. It's a free consultation to get started. And you get an opportunity to uh, understand each other a little bit. Michelle will get to know you some and then give you some thoughts on the next steps. It's as easy as that. There's not judgment, and uh, maybe you'll have an emergency fund started in a a week or two. Well, maybe not that quick, but uh, pretty quick. You'll have the perspective and the support that you need to change, to transform your money mindset. That's what we're about here. Michelle, we'll be back before we know it. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard.